What's going on, investing family? Listen to the Stock Market Tour Guide podcast, where I help you navigate the uncertain world that is the stock market. I'm your host, Stock Market J, and I'm here to save the day, bring you the news you can really use, the regular fundamental analysis, helpful insights, tools, and strategies. All right, guys, so as a disclaimer to start each and every episode, I do want to start by saying this is not financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor. However, I am a expert, active fundamental investor who uh, wishes to inspire and teach other investors with my, you know, using my wisdom and, and experiences, right? And my expertise in the markets. Um, the goal is for you guys to be able to leverage that expertise and that wisdom, right? And that experience uh, and, and hopefully make, not make the same mistakes that I once made uh, as a beginning investor, right? So just understand that this is for educational purposes only and any, um, there will be no investment tips. The only strategies, helpful tools, and insights, as I said. Always do your own fundamental research before investing. And as always, happy investing, everyone. All right, guys. So today I wanted to touch on, um, is the bear market over? Right? I want to I discuss, is this bear market actually over? Um, we've had recent rallies. Um, and people might actually begin to think, hey, the bear market is coming to an end. It's coming to a close. It's it's already, we're out of it. The worst is behind us. I'm here to tell you that no, we're not out of it. No, it's still, you, I don't believe the bottom of the markets have been seen this yet. I think it's still going to be more of the same, right? More of the same tune being sung or played by the markets. Um, and we're going to have to brace, right, for impact. Of course, this is coming from analytics, well, you know, my own uh, analytics and, and, and analysts um, from, you know, some pretty great sources, Goldman Sachs, uh, places like that, um, just kind of singing the tune of we will potentially be in the bear market all of 2023. And the reason being is because typically, and this is typically, of course, this has been a crazy market. It's been a crazy last couple of years uh, with COVID, you know, kind of turning the world on its heels, right on on its head. Um, the markets usually don't, they, they the the fed the fed's job is to make sure right now drone powers he want he doesn't want the markets to get ahead of the economy so they're going to do everything they can to play that manipulation game right there but i also wanted to throw out that the markets usually don't recover until we're actually in entered a full blown recession right now we are in recession territory, we were, um, of course, when interest rates were, not interest rates, I'm sorry, when inflation was extremely high. Uh, we had, you know, a couple of negative quarters of negative GDP growth, which technically is, by definition, a recession, okay? But here's the thing. We haven't had full-blown recession, right? Uh, it's still the last quarter's uh, GDP actually grew. Well, last month, I'm sorry, last month GDP actually grew. So it, it is showing signs of a strengthening economy. 
here's the thing. With a lot of this inflationary data with all this uh, high interest rates going on, interest rate hikes and stuff, this is lagging data, okay? So that means that we won't feel the impact of the high the high interest rates until sometime in Q1 of 2023. Real estate is still in a bubble. Stocks are tanking. Real estate is still in a bubble. Things are getting... So, it means... It's the prices in real estate are becoming very inflated. Of course, rents are going up. Uh, of course, you know, the cost of owning a home is going up. And and it's a it's a massive bubble that real estate is in right now. An extremely massive bubble. And what that means is that bubble's gonna pop, it's gonna burst, right? What goes up must come down. And the real estate is the next to come down. So we're we're in the beginning stages of what could possibly be a recession. A lot of people have been screaming the word recession, right? For a long all of this year actually. We had a technical term a technical termed recession for two months and it's since recovered, right? This is just further proof or evidence that we're not out of a bear market yet. Um, the extreme volatility is going to be further evidence that we're not out of a bear market because, yes, we have been having a lot of rallies. Stocks find any reason to go bonkers, but in the same breath, they also find any reason to tank. Just, you know, they, they find any reason to, to give back those gains, right? They'll rally 10, 15, 20% in a week, but then the next week, the next two weeks, they're giving back those gains. So you're back at square one. That's why I've been preaching to pick your buying opportunities. You want to pick your buying opportunities in this type of market right here because if you decided to invest, when the CPI came out uh, this past month, um, you would have already had lost money. And this has only been a week and a half later. You would have already been losing money because all of those stocks that, that saw the that great rally, right, that experienced that great rally, have been giving back gains. All of those stocks have been given back games. So that tells you that you need to be patient in this current market and you need to find your spots to, to start investing there, right? Because you would have opened a new position uh, on the day that the CPI came out or let's say like maybe two or threes afterwards, you would have slowly started seeing your your their positions go from surging in the green to now all of a sudden you're down, right? That's because you weren't patient enough to pick your spots, right? Or you didn't have the the insights of of being able to pick your spots, right? In this current market, you wanna 
make sure that you're not investing during those rallies. You want to hold that stock during those rallies and just accumulate that capital, right? Let that cap let, let your let your money just build up. And then, okay, and then after you built your, you know, your capital reserves, after the markets have given back some of those gains, now it's time to 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 go all in, right? Now it's time to load the boat, uh, as we uh, like to call it. And I'm not saying you're going to be time in the bottom, so I'm not. So don't get me wrong. If it, it might go down further after that, because we are still in a bear market. But here's the thing: at least you didn't buy at the top. And of course, it's still not. It's not the top. Let's say for the last 52 week period. But I'm saying like in this current market cycle right now, if I'm sitting here on a stock and I wait till it's up 15% over the last month to buy, you're, you're buying at the top, especially if you know or feel that things could possibly get worse in the markets. And that's where I'm at right now. I have a, 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 a feeling, right? An inkling of an idea that things will get worse before they get better. We'll have a few rallies going on here and there. Of course, every time, um, you know, any inflationary data comes out, that happens to be good. Any good news that comes out will get a reaction out of the market. Any bad news that comes out, and, and, and this is the inverse of that, will get a reaction out of the markets. You have to understand that the markets are going to react in a very bipolar fashion. And you have to be prepared for that, right, as an investor. So you have to be on your P's and Q's at all times, knowing, hey, this data is going to be coming out right around the corner. This, um, you know, this this economic data, this, this geopolitical news will be coming out, and it's going to impact the markets, right? Uh, because everything impacts the markets, whether you know it or like it or not. So you have to be patient enough to see, like, hey, X, Y, and Z just happened. It impacted stocks to the downside. I, I want to be a buyer of stock. Or uh, A, B, and C just happened. It impacted stocks to the upside. I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold my position and be patient. Wait for some of those gains to go back, and and, and then. Uh, you know, accumulate some capital so I can be a buyer of stock when they decide to go back down because it has been so up and down that you can be a buyer one week and then you can just be on the sidelines for a month. I haven't found any quality stocks in the last two or three weeks. Like I'm not saying it's not quality companies out there. There's plenty of quality companies. I'm talking about like the stock prices in relation to uh, you know, a, bin, a business's intrinsic uh, share value, right? It's it's all been a little uh, too inflated for my taste. Uh, because you make your money when you buy, not when you sell. You take profits when you sell. You make your money when you buy. That's why a lot of people are losing money because they don't know when to when or how to pick their spots while investing. So they just end up getting on the getting in on the ride to the top, which is risky investing. It's like investing in a bull market. You don't want to invest in businesses that are 52-week high, all-time high, or remotely close to it, right? Um, 
in the in the, in the current volatility of this market, it, it won't pay you any dividends. Um, the another reason why I believe stocks are still in a bear market is because companies are still having to experience the retraction into of their earnings due to no stimulus in the economy, right? And due to high inflation. So the first point, let's, let's, let's touch on the first point. So no economic stimulus means that people aren't overspending and overindulging and overconsuming. So you have to understand companies were putting up record quarters, record numbers, record revenues, record earnings, record EBITDAs, record everything, right? Um, and they even were holding uh, mass inventories, uh, having record margins, record profits, everything, man. Operating cash is growing, right? Because it was so much overspending, overconsumption, overindulging into the markets, businesses were, were growing at a rapid pace. But here's the but. The economic stimulus couldn't last and wouldn't last forever. So when it finally stopped, when it ceased, when it halted, now people are going back to living their everyday lives, right? Now people are going back to, oh, well, I'm not going to be a spender. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to be a spender of capital uh, this month or, or, or for the next quarter because they're not getting that free money. They're not getting uh, uh, large lump sums of free money all the time. So now, since the consumer has uh, come back down to earth, now companies' earnings are starting to come back down to earth, right? They're coming back to <clears throat> those pre-pandemic levels. So in contrast... It's making the companies look bad because it's like, hold on, your earnings was just X, Y, and Z a year, a year and a half ago. Now it's A, B, and C. Well, something has to be going on with your business model. That's what Wall Street is thinking. Something has to be going on with the company. What's going on? It's, you can't sustain that uh, uh, that, that, that exceedingly uh, uh, you know, rambunctious level of growth. Well, no. <laughs> you know, simply put, no, because that rambunctious level of growth was coming from people getting $2,200 checks every two weeks or, or you know, people that would normally not be buying up uh, subscriptions or buying up uh, some of the clothes, buying up some of the brands, consuming, uh, you know, uh, indulging in some of the restaurants, just a lot of the things that people were doing. They weren't doing that with their regular nine to five money. They were doing that with the with the government's money, right? And guess what? When the government stopped giving people money, people stopped being able to afford those luxuries. <laughs> and when people stopped being able to afford the luxuries, and guess who felt it? Guess who felt it the most? The businesses who were supplying those luxuries. So now that's it. They're stuck with um, uh, inflated inventories. They're stuck with uh, decreased margins. They're stuck with, uh, you know, lowered revenues year over year, lower uh, contracting earnings. So businesses are starting to feel the squeeze. This is all impact from stuff that was happening a year and a half, two years ago. And it's the same thing with the, the lagging data. We're feeling the, you're going to feel the impact of the data 
of the the interest rate hikes, you're gonna feel the impact of that a couple months down the road. We're feeling the impact of retraction in, in companies' earnings a year and a half down the road, right? Um while 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 it's uh, fresh on my mind, I definitely wanna make sure everyone uh follow me on Facebook, Stock Market J. Definitely where I'm gonna be the most active at. Uh and just tune in, right? Tune in to some regular news you can use. I definitely give out uh, great gems on there regularly. Um, definitely make uh, plenty of content, plenty of reels, uh, and giving you guys plenty of news you can really use, right? Uh, so back to the back to the the task at hand. Um, so earnings are retracting due to high inflation at this point, which is another signal of a bear market. High inflation means that businesses are paying more for goods and services and they have to pass that cost by way of price increases to the consumer. If the consumer decides to not buy those goods and services because of the price increase or not buy as much of them, then guess what? Companies will make less in sales, which is revenue, and they will make less profits because, you know, you can't have one without the other, right? And even so, companies won't, they'll have deflated margins. So higher costs, and you can't raise your prices to keep up with that cost as a producer, Let's hope you have the pricing power to keep up with it and your customers are still willing to consume at a high clip. But for those that can't, and trust me, there's plenty of companies that can't raise their prices and keep up with inflation like they should. Like they, like they should. Um, that is going to impact the company's margins. Their margins are going to decrease. If your margins decrease, guess what comes after that? Decreased profits. It's all cause and effect, right? Um, so we're transitioning from a high inflationary environment to a high interest rate environment. So now interest rates are going up through the roof. Corporations don't like to... It's, it's hard for corporations to run a business during high interest times. It's very hard because a lot of companies use debt to grow. Um, interest impacts businesses on so many levels from, you know, the real estate that they want to own um, to the debt that they want to take. Um, a lot of companies uh, uh, rely on not zero interest rate times, but just normal levels of interest rates, right? Um, so when that gets inflated, that impacts corporate earnings. Tech, tech gets hit the hardest in the uh, in a high interest rate environment. Tech gets hit hard. Tech has been getting hit hard. Why do you think every time the Fed meets and they say they're going to raise interest rates another seventy five basis point, tech the Nasdaq tumbles? It tumbles because the, the, the markets in Wall Street knows how difficult it is to be a corporation, a tech company in the high interest rate environment. 
it's a lot of dating points that just lead to the fact that we're still in a bear market and things will continue to get worse before they get better. Um, it's one thing I, I don't want investors to do, and that's time the bottom. I don't want you guys to time the bottom. It's it's extremely difficult, and, and you'll be on the sidelines hoping that hoping that the market's bottom out and hoping that you can jump in at the right time instead of having that money already invested. So guess what? When those rallies do happen, you get to capitalize on them. I don't, I love rallies. It's like a double-edged sword. If you want to, if you, you don't want to look to open new positions in those rallies, but if you've been buying the dip, if you've been buying up stock of businesses like, like they're going out of style, if you've been just, sticking to your guns and, and deploying capital into the markets regularly. When those rallies happen, your portfolio is going to balloon and expand. It's going to go bonkers, right? It's going to go bonkers. But if you happen to open new positions and, 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 and increase positions, add to positions during those rallies, you're going to have, you're going to increase your cost basis or just come into the the position with the higher cost basis than what you should have had. So <clears throat> that goes back to being patient, right? But also goes without saying that you should be content, especially if it's a wonderful company, you know it's a wonderful company, you should be a buyer of stock. You should be a buyer of stock. That's, a, that's, what it, that's what it boils down to. You should be a buyer of stock. As an investor, you should be a buyer of stock. When those rallies happened, my portfolio went bananas. I loved every second of it. I didn't appreciate it because I couldn't. I was actually looking to buy some stock that particular day when the CPI came out. But I didn't even care because all my hard work and patience had been rewarded. When rallies happen, that's when uh, long-term investors get a chance to just poke out your chest and beat your chest a bit, right? So rallies are good, especially if you've been deploying capital into the markets. Rallies are great. They're amazing for you. You want those rallies, right? You need those rallies. That's why you don't want to sit on the sideline until you get to the bottom because you're going to miss out on those gains. You're just going to keep missing out. It's definitely money to be made in the markets. Um, what I do want investors to do is to continue to find value in the markets. Continue to scour high and low, look under every rock, right? Look into these indexes, look into the Russell, look into the NASDAQ, look into the S&P 500, SP 100, look into the Dow Jones. See what businesses they got in there hiding out. It's usually some little gems that you never heard about that's only been growing like 10, 15% every year. <laughs> Stock is up like crazy year to date. And and they're secretly holding those indexes afloat. But their stock prices are have been slashed in half due to the bear market that we're in. I do want investors to continue to do your fundamental research, find amazing value in businesses. I do want investors to go in with the mindset of you have to be patient and you don't want to time the markets. 
you want to pick the best buying opportunities. You already have numbers in mind. Okay, I'm going to have an entry point. I'm going to have a secondary uh, buying point, and I'm going to have a, a, a final uh, price that I'm going to uh, be a buyer of this stock in. And then I'm going to buy at the secondary buying point, and I'm going to hold all the way up to the top. Until, you know, a stock becomes fairly valued again, you buy more of it, right? Um, I do want investors to continue to watch what news is moving the market so they can stay in the loop, right? I do want investors to start positioning yourselves for when the economy and the markets flip. Right now, people don't understand that the, all the the sectors that are beat up right now, all the sectors that are down right now, they're going to be in a boom cycle by, when the markets flip. When the markets flip, tech is going to come back. Small caps are going to come back. Growth is going to come back, right? Um, retail is going to come back. Uh Finance is going to come back. Those industrials are going to come back. A lot of things are going to come back in full force. But if you, and, and if you're positioning yourself for that comeback, your portfolio is going to go bananas. You're going to thank me for this information <laughs> if you're positioning yourself for the future, right? If you're just planning for You can't just play the here and now game in the stock market. You can't do it because you're not going to be ready for the future. The stock market is, is a forward-looking entity. So if the stock market is preparing for the future and what's to come, as an investor, you have to do the same. And it's my goal to navigate, to help you guys navigate these markets and to do the to do very do that very thing. Get prepared for what's to come in the markets. Be it, be it learn to look ahead and position yourself accordingly. All right, guys, I'm Stock Market Jay, and I'm here to say today, bring you the news you can use. Until next time, investing family, peace.